No worries. Welcome to The Music Reel. I'm your host, Nicola Burton. Today I'm speaking with Michael Stangel, music artist, producer, artist manager, and he's also the candidate for Cardinia, currently running for the Greater Geelong City Council election. Michael, it is a pleasure to have you on the show today. How are you going? Good. It's a great to finally meet you. Great to meet you. Now, let's just start. You are in Victoria right now. Yes, unfortunately for me. In your, what, is it 14th week of lockdown? It's a, I think it's the 14th week. You know, after about six weeks, you forget how many weeks it is. They all drop. But look, I, I'm a bit luckier than the people living in Melbourne. I'm in Geelong, so I'm in regional Victoria. Mm. It's not as bad, but still there's a there's a sense in the community that um, it's something I've never experienced before. It's 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 just terrible. It's just terrible what, what's going on. And it's, um, you know, from the challenges I've had in my life before with some, you know, some cancer diagnosis, things like that, you feel like you don't have time to waste and uh, you know, having to sort of sit out of life in its normal, its normal format for a period of time is, can be frustrating. Um, but yeah. look, we're doing well. I don't think it's going to be long now before we uh, can maybe open up a border and, and, and get back to some sort of normal. Well, you guys are amazing because we're sitting up here in the Sunshine State really feeling for you because it's just surreal to see that you guys have endured this. But kudos to you because you have survived. What You know, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Well, uh, you, yeah. you, would have to, you would have to think that. But our mighty cats are going to win the premiership tonight. <laughs> and you're only well, metres away from there. I don't know anything about that. That's like Manny will know all about that. That's sorry. I'm just going to go. Yay. Will that help? That will, that, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt if you say yay. All right. Well, let's start with this post that you put on Facebook yesterday, which really mm. caught my attention. Sure. You were talking about the Victorian Commission for Gambling and Liquor Regulation, who said that live music is not allowed in venues. Now, obviously you went down through some rabbit holes with this. Can you tell me all about this and then what you discovered as a result of that? Sure. Well, look, as running for a candidate for council, I thought, well, here's my opportunity to practice what I'm trying to preach. So there was a post that was put on the internet um, earlier that day by a a venue in uh, Ballarat. It's called the Piano Bar, and they have venues in Geelong, Ballarat, and Bendigo, and a whole heap of things where they were given uh, a notice that they couldn't open for trading this weekend. Um, And they were kind of puzzled by this, and they couldn't get any really any real definition of as to why. Um, and again, I'm only going to speak to what I think. So if anybody else has a different opinion, that that's fine, but it all come down to the definition of a word with, which is ancillary. So that is, they could operate, but only with things that are sort of um, really connected to their primary purpose. So if you're a pub down here in regional Victoria, well, obviously a bottle shop is really paramount to you operating, uh, serving food is really, you know, an important part serving alcohol, but live performance was this, was it really essential? And so there was really no definition around, around it. And somebody had decided to send a notice to this venue in Ballarat to say, look, you can't have live music this weekend, which you know, I saw that post and I thought, because I, I, I do know the guys at the piano bar who run it, you know, and I thought, you know, I've got to share this. This is an outrage. And I said, I just put on the top of the post, you know, let's get vocal about this because this is ridiculous. This can't, this can't be true. You know, like our cases down here are lower than New South Wales right now. And a guy sitting in a corner with an acoustic guitar 
what's the danger there? As long as we're, you know, because we have very strict uh, COVID protocols down here that, you know, I, I must say, uh, look, I actually did a gig on Geelong Cup on Wednesday um, and people were so well behaved. Um, you know, everybody's, if you're in Queensland, it'd be hard to imagine we're all wearing masks all the time. So when you are seated at the table, you can take your mask off to have a drink and eat. But when you want to get something from the bar, uh, you have to put your mask back on and then walk back to the table. And the thing that's really surprised me was this has become the norm. It, it's, you know, like you'll swear, oh, wear a bloody mask. You know? <laughs> but then you think about, it's like something out of a science fiction movie. You know what I mean? It's become the norm. So, you know, in that way, when this proposal or, or, or this, this venue was told that, it kind of become the norm. People go, oh, well, I suppose we can't have live music anymore. Um, and I just thought, well, no, we're, we're, I'm going to dig a bit deeper down this rabbit hole. So I called the DHHS um, and I called the Liquor Commission as well. And they both um, said to me, that's correct, you can't have live music um so you know after posting that i had a lot of friends of mine in the industry you know contacts hey is this true and is that true and i said look i'm, I'm really looking for definition i've got a good friend of mine that's a barrister so i asked him to look can you can you read through some of this stuff and give me a hand because you know in law it's all about the definition of a word so a uh, good friend of mine um Jenny Moon, who owns a production company down here, decided this isn't good enough. And she, I must say, credit to her, she was the one that really went into fight. Um, and the AHA, which is um, the Association of Hotels down here in Victoria, went into bat to say, no, live music is an integral part of what we do. And so they were in a meeting, I think, for 16 hours, you know, trying to 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 say, look, this isn't right. You know, what what's what's the the premise for this? And again, I'll park that to one side and put this to another side. There was a rumor getting around that some venue in country Victoria had breached the rules and, you know, DHHS said, well, look, if there's one venue is going to do it, we have to ban it for all, which has been the theme down here in Victoria that we've been really struggling with because, you know, I, I really feel sorry for, for Dan Andrews and the government down here because I do think that they've been trying to do their best, but they have made some mistakes and it's really it's the way that they've dealt with their mistakes that has created this real adversarial approach where now Victoria is divided into two camps. It's like, I stand with Dan and the protesters saying it, you know, our, our, our civil liberties of it's too much. Um, and it's become quite militant as well. So when you go, when, when I put that on Facebook, you know, there was uh, there was, there was some posts there saying I should withdraw my candidacy for, for council and, you know, hashtag fake news and, uh, you know, don't say this, it's not true. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, my nature as a musician is to like, right, I'll answer that, answer that. And my wife said, no, no, you're, you're trying to run for politics now. You can't answer anything. So I just had to let it all go. Um, and then a few people who are friends of mine started to stick up and put things, posts and, you know, and it became this, I mean, almost like it was, was out, it was a monster out of my control. And then at about 10 o'clock um, last night, it was, I got an email from, from Jenny saying, this is okay to post where they had actually just changed the terminology and they put live music back into an ancillary. So as long as they were serving food and people were sitting at the table, so you're allowed to have a table of 10 people. Um, and in a venue, um, you can only have a maximum inside of 40 people. So you can have four tables of 10 people. And I think outside and 
it's all going to be changing this Sunday, but outside you can have 70 people in the same kind of rules. So it was really about the term, in my opinion, of the definition of what ancillary actually means, what's important to that venue. So they put out a press statement um, and I, I posted on social media saying that you know, live music is, is a part as long as all the other protocols have been heard. Um, and of course, all the naysayers haven't really apologized, which they wouldn't. Um, and I don't really expect them to, that's fine, but it's the, it's the mood of down here in Victoria. Everybody's so edgy and jumpy. And, you know, if you, if you protest, you're this evil person, you've got your opinion. I mean, I personally think that protesting is probably a waste of time, but the best way to spend your time is going, okay, I don't like this. So I'll get on the phone. I'll make a post. I'll try and get to the bottom of why is this happening? And, and if you can't explain it to me, I, you know, the first thing I always say is, look, I'm not that smart. So if you give me all this jargon, I won't understand as a, uh, as a, uh, you know, constituent in my, my greatest city of Geelong, can you speak to me in a language that I understand? And often that's when they're like deers in a headlight. They go, Oh, what do you mean? You don't understand. Look, I'm sorry. I don't understand. So the dumber that you, you are, the more they have to make an effort to try and say, look, you can play your guitar in the corner. Just don't, you have to wear a mask when you get off and, and, you know, don't let anybody come and steal your mic. Great strategy. <laughs> Great so strategy. that that was a strategy. That was a long-winded <laughs> version of what happened. Um, and I'm sure there'll still be lots of people going, oh, it was never true anyway. And you know yeah. what, what you what you were saying. But you know, I, I found that um it's disturbing to me that down in Victoria, that you know, we've been able to have we're not in a, a state of disaster, we're in a state of catastrophe, giving yeah. the government these sweeping laws where they can actually make laws up whenever they want. Um, and of course, you know, musicians and the music industry have always been the, the pirates, you know, like we're, <laughs> you know, they're sort of like swashbuckling here, right into town and do a gig and right out of town. And, you know, we're the good time guys. And so we've really been on the, uh, receiving end of a lot of these policies that have really decimated the music industry down here. And, and, and I've heard a lot of people like where, where you are up in Queensland, um, a lot of the media isn't really telling the story accurately of, of, of of how oppressed we are down here. But the strange thing is like, you know, we want to get rid of this coronavirus as well, you know? So we want to be philosophical in a way going, look, we understand we have to do it, but you know, I think today uh, the 14 day average was like 5.5 cases. It's less than, it's less than New South Wales. Yeah, you, you can't just keep us in lockdown no. like this because you, as a political thing, you have to let us yeah. out. And if it barks up again, well then, you know, we need to come back. And, and the whole reason that uh, we went into lockdown and this was, we were told that it was because we didn't want to overwhelm our, our uh, health Hospitals, system. Yeah. And, you know, last time I checked, there was nobody on a respirator and five people in hospital and nobody in intensive care. Um, so, so the goalposts have changed. And of course, when the goalposts change, that's when people get cranky and that's what's happening down here. Oh, look, I'm so glad that you've expressed all of that because we don't know. We only see, like you said, we only see what's in the media. And for us, we opened up 17th of July. And um, I'm going to tell you, only 10% of our industry is back in Queensland. Yeah, right. we're, we're, we're supposed to be open. So a pub and a club can have between 60 and 100. Yet tomorrow at the grand final, they can have 35,000 people. Yes. And you've got venue managers that if someone dances, they get charged $6,000 fine. But you can dance at a wedding, you can dance at a school formal, but you can't dance at a 
venue. So there's a lot of inequity, a lot of things that don't make sense. But of course, we have an election coming up. Mm-hmm. So that could be part of it. We don't know. But I think, we, you know, no matter what I say, you are in a far worse position than we are. And I think you should write a song calling it ancillary because <laughs> yeah. that kind of describes the way that people look at our industry, for, you know, anyway. Um, when Josh Frydenberg says, well, we can't save every business, when JobKeeper is starting to reduce, but our industry is not back. I think let's talk about what you think the government needs to do for our industry so we are not facing this extinction-level event. Yeah, you're exactly on the money. And, and the other thing I'd add to that was you know, the nature of the music industry is that there's a lot of people that exist on the, the outer edge of, you know, are we doing this correctly? Are you, you know... Um, are you invoicing correctly? Are you this? Are you that? Which is, which is, you know, everybody knows the music industry has always been like that. You know, I mean, there's no cashy jobs or anything like that anymore, but none of these people are being, um, how could I say, um, disenfranchised by this are rich. You know, they're living hand to, to mouth anyway. And you know, they're, they're not trying, they're not the big cats. They're not the ones that are, that are going to send, you know, people poor they're just artistic people i mean the whole point of being an artistic person is your mind is not predisposed to think about how am i going to get my tax in on time your mind is you know how am i going to write the next great lyric uh how am i going to learn this lick how am i going to you know, get the band together you know that's what we're designed for and I, you know i don't think enough value is placed on, on on how much that is i mean i've spent a lot of time in america and it's 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 extremely different the way they treat artistic people in america as they do in australia now i don't know if it's a cultural thing or it's just but it's um it's a very frustrating thing especially if you're a young artist trying to do the best you can and uh you know you especially now you're just hitting brick walls and you know everywhere you turn it's um it's terrible well, Tony Burke said in July, you got to make some noise, make some noise, make some noise, get it out there. And even today, Guy Sebastian even called the government on it saying, look, you know, we did that whole thing in August and still there's no money happening. Yep. So I guess I'd like to know from you, how do we present, prevent ourselves from becoming this acceptable collateral damage as an industry? What do we need to do? So from a musician point of view, from an industry point of view, from a peak body point of view, what do you think? Avenue, what avenues are open to us to make sure we're not collateral damage? Okay. Well, look, th- this is my opinion and it's kind of, it's, it's a difficult one for me to express because I'm not really that big uh, on unionism and, and militant unions and things like that. But I, I'm old enough to remember that, you know, back in the seventies, there was a very strong musicians union. And if a publican or a pub did anything wrong, they had their alcohol they couldn't get alcohol and musicians were protected in that kind of way. And unfortunately over time, and I don't really know why that was eroded away to the point where it become, you know, this adversarial thing between, you know, venue owners and and musicians who musicians often felt like they were, you know, just an imposition, you know, it's like, I'm not going to give you that much money because, you know, you don't bring any people anyway. And I think it's got a bit to do with uh, technology as well. You know, like back when, when I was young, you were defined by what band you liked, you know, were you, were you into Led Zeppelin or were you into, you know, uh, some, some, some other band and that defined who you were, but today you're defined by, you know, what, what video game do you play or, or, you know, 
who's your favorite YouTuber. So the focus has gone away from music with the youth, but it's amazing that, you know, people who are into music, young people, they're probably more fanatical than, than we were as kids, you know? So I think that has an element to do with it. How do you fix that? Well, you make music more attractive and make it more accessible to people so that they can get back into knowing. I mean, a lot of young people don't even know when they see a quality live act or not, you know, they, if it's been, you know, validated by, I saw that on TV, then therefore they must be good. You know, um, look, I, I, I just did another podcast today and, and I said, you know, gets back to that, that old term of punters, you know, people go, well, what, what, what's a punter in, in got to do with entertainment? Well, I remember back in the old days in Melbourne, you know, um, people used to, there was a phrase, you go, Oh, let's go down to the ESPY and take a punt on that band. Or let's go down this pub and we'll take a punt if they're any good. Oh, they're crap. So let's leave there. So the, the term punters was, was born. So now a crowd, they call them, or how many punters are you going to get in? Because people take a punt, but you know, that's what you need to do. You need to make it uh, attractive and in some way, you know, closing our borders, I think could work to our advantage because as you remember back in those, when Australian music was so strong, you know, Australian artists were actually doing cover versions of hit songs and nobody even knew they were cover versions. They just thought they, that would, and they become stars. And we had TV shows like Countdown and things like that, where, you know, local musicians could be seen on TV and it created that, that excitement in the community where people were so excited to see, Oh my God. And they're accessible where now, you know, they're not excited unless they see Beyonce. Good luck to Beyonce, but you know, we're not going to, you know, like to try and keep up with that has been very difficult, but now the Australian music industry has an opportunity like at the grand final that's coming up. It's all Australian artists. That's fantastic. Why isn't it always Australian artists? I haven't, when was the last Australian artist performed at the Super Bowl? Is there, has there ever been one? I don't think there has, you know, so yeah. um, all, all those things I hope come back and we become, we really strengthen up in in the art sector the Australian uh, art sector and, and the business that is the Australian, you know, talent industry, you know, not just music. I think, look, what you're saying is absolutely true. It's an opportunity for us uh, yeah. to really sort of rebuild our, our Aussie market, yeah. our, our Aussie, our incredible talent that we've got here. But I want to talk to you about this candidacy. Yep. You've got this Teams platform. I'd love to hear about that. Now, when is the elections are on this week, aren't they? Uh, yeah, well, they've been on, uh, they've been on for a while. So it's all postal voting. So people send a, a postal vote in. So people have been sending, I think the 6th of October, they got their post bucks and it has to be in by today, actually at six o'clock. Um, so, you know, people have had that time to get their, their, their votes in. So the way it started was, um, my wife thought I was watching a football game one day, but I was actually watching the news. I was going, oh, that's bull crap. No way. How could you do that? She goes, what, what, what are you doing? I go, oh, I'm just watching the news. She goes, you need to get off your ass. And if you're going to act like that, go and do something about it. And I thought, well, the best way I could do it is local council. Because, you know, I've been in Geelong my whole life and I'll give that a go. Um, and I was frustrated with a lot of things that are going on from both, you know, red and blue camps. I mean, they're both as bad as each other, in my opinion. Um, and one of those camps, and I won't say which one, is trying to stack the local council surprise 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 so when you know state government has something they want to push through oh just surprise surprise one of these colors is all over the council i'm not going to say which one but one of them is and so i thought stuff that i'm going to be independent um and i i you know managing acts and stuff you know we're always looking for a, a, a you know a way to sell more tickets i thought well i need an acronym 
you know, what's an acronym? What am I into? Well, obviously, you know, I've toured a lot. So, oh, tourism. I'm in the entertainment business. Well, the arts. Um, I've had my own battles with mental health and, 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 you know, some, some diagnosis has caused, you know, some, some issues in my life. And I've always, I've, I've never worked for anybody. I've always been a small business. You know, when I was a kid playing in bands, I bought a PA and charged the band a bit more for the PA. So I've always been a bit of an entrepreneur entrepreneur in that way. So it goes, Oh, that spells teams. I'll do that. And it really hit a chord with people, you know, because I'm, uh, you know, like local councillors, all that, you know, having great roads and, you know, picking up the rubbish at the right time and, you know, which is fine, but I'm not going to pretend or, or read an article and, uh, and go, well, you look, you know, if you vote for me, I'm going to improve the roads. Well, the roads need improving, but I'll defer to somebody who knows what they're talking about and, and then take those things into account as they happen. But what, this is what I do know, you know? Um, and so when I saw that article yesterday, I just thought, no, this isn't good enough. Um, and I'm going to make some noise. And I copped a bit of flack for it because, you know, when people don't want something to be true, often their first, the first thing to do is to lash out, you know? Um, so it, it was, it was a great experience to do that. It, it, you know, if, if I'm fortunate enough to get on council, there'll be a lot more of that. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's what I'm standing for. And, um, and I've had so much, my inbox is blown up from people saying, we support you, you know, and, so, you know, it's like they say, politics, it's, 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 it's rock music for ugly people. And, uh, you know, so maybe, maybe I'll have a, a chance. Who knows? I've never heard that before. Politics is rock music for ugly people. Well, yeah, you, I mean, you know, <laughs> come on. Great. Josh, Fro- Josh Frydenberg's a good, a good, uh, yeah, but come on. He's not, he's not going to have uh, the attention of uh, Triple M or something like that. So, you know, and, and that, look, oh. getting on to council for me is like, you know, just be who you are because most yeah. people are out there, you know, talking the way they want to talk to their mates and, 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 and their girlfriends and, and girls are out there and they're talking in a, in, a, in a language that they can't talk on social media or they're very choosy about who they say things in front of in, in the fear of offending somebody. Yeah. Well, if you're not an offensive person, you don't have a, a bad bone in your body. How can you be offensive because you say something that's incorrect and politics is for ugly people. You know, it's, and if you try and sex it up, you get, you know, they'd shoot you down anyway. So, you know, for me, it's getting on there. I mean, good. I know you're good friends and great mate of mine, Paulie Fennick, you know, he's been shooting out some, some, you know, vote for Stangel. He'll, he'll get you out of lockdown. I'll go, oh, I don't know if I can get you out of lockdown, but I'll edit that bit out. But, you know, I think people, it's, it's, it's time. Yeah. This is just my opinion. I think a lot of the reason that we've got ourselves, into trouble especially in victoria being in the amazing position we are we're an island where we have the power to stop any virus coming in really if we had made the right decision straight away in hindsight that seems easy but we have the power to to be in a better position than anybody else so why are we acting like you know we're in so much trouble and and every time we want to have some civil liberty and i suppose in queensland might be be the case but in victoria every time you say that somebody go what about spain what about france what about america i go okay well we're not spain we're not france we're not america let's be sensible let's let's do what we have to do to protect the people that need protecting Mm. um but you know look this is tragic A, a guy that used to play in another band when i toured you know in the 90s committed suicide two weeks ago and i only found out yesterday now you know this guy was you know a bit of 
bit of a loner and stuff like that. And, you know, it, but, you know, he was okay. But then, you know, two weeks ago, he commits suicide. Why? You know? Um, and there's so many stories in, in Melbourne of, of people that have, have done things like that. Um, and it becomes political. Oh, no, the, you know, no, there might be more people that have rung the, the helpline that are depressed, but, you know, they haven't actually killed themselves. It's like, what's that about? Like, that's political. It's, it's, that's not the real world that we, that we all live in. And to be honest, I'm sick of it. My wife is sick of me being sick of it. So that's why I decided to, to make a start and, and see how I go. And look, being real right. may, may not work, but I mean, one of my heroes is Jackie Lambie. I, I really, you know, I don't always agree with her politics, but geez, I like who she is because she's she awesome. It how it is, you know? So no, I think you're a voice of reason, Michael. I think it needs to be said because we're over the whole age of fake news. And, and pretty much it seems to me like, Standard politics is almost bordering on fake news because it's not real. And you, we're, we're looking for authenticity right now. I know a few people that have committed suicide since March. I think we know 12 people. Oh, and I God. think that the media can't actually report on the real numbers because I think if everyone knew what really happened, they'd totally freak out. And we're facing this avalanche of mental health challenges, which brings me to your vlog, Three Months to Live. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love it because I I had three tumors cut out of my thyroid five years ago and I got to that same point. Oh God, here he comes. I'm going to be zoom bombed here. A zoom bomb. (laughs) Who better the zoom bomb than Manny? (laughs) Hey brother. How you going? I'm going well, mate. How's yourself? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good down here surviving slowly. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about the three months to live vlog. It's amazing, Michael. And I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on how people can actually use your tricks to help them through the mental health shit that they're going to be facing because of what's happened this year. Well, look, (laughs) that's a huge question. And the answer is that everybody's so different. But Manny being a Greek boy like myself would know <laughs> about, you know, I, I really, I didn't even realize that I was practicing a, uh, practicing a thing called Stoicism. Um, and, you know, the ancient Greeks and Romans used to practice Stoicism. And what is that? And, and, and you know, in a nutshell, it's, it's the want to be a good man and how you go about doing it rather than just talking about it, just, just be a good man. Um, and there's a, there was a Roman guy called Marcus Aurelius, who was a great emperor. Um, and he went through coincidentally a pandemic, um, just like we are now. And, uh, you know, I, I read a lot about him when I was sick and then I sort of picked it back up when this pandemic, oh, that's right. Marcus really, you know, look, carpe diem, my tattoo there. And, uh, I'm filled with those kind of, you know, Greek signs and things like that, because I really embraced what, you know, democracy was meant to be. It's meant to be a voice for the people. And Danny Victoria, I don't know if it's a voice for the people. It's a voice for a political agenda, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, look, I watch ABC and I watch Sky News and they both make me angry because they're just so pig-headed to go from red or blue, uh, you know, and they tell a story in a different way. But what actually happened, happened, you know, and, 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 yeah. and, and, and there's just not enough of that at the moment. And, uh, and so whatever way I can stand up for that, I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll try, you know? Well, look, anyone who's watching this, get on to three months to live. It's a cracking vlog. Oh, thank you. Because it's great to get your mindset sorted. It really is. 
Yeah. And um, that I think I got to that same point where I thought, well, I'm going to die anyway. So I may as well make the most of however long I'm going to be here. Yes. And that mindset change was key in my recovery, key in Manny's recovery dealing with me. And so, you know, like mm. anyone who's watching this, it's such a great vlog. So look, Michael, it's been really great to hear your thoughts today. I, nice. I have loved our conversation. I love that it's so authentic, that you actually give a shit to tell, tell it like it is. And I think we need more people like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Look, good luck with the elections. I've got everything crossed for you. I reckon it'd be great to have that happen. Great to yeah. look on the resume. Yeah. <laughs> and look, we look forward to when this is all done, seeing you maybe coming up to Queensland to do something. Oh, I'd love to come up. Don't worry. That's I dream great. about it every night. <laughs> come on up, Michael's danger. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good fun. Look, take care. Look, we're thinking of you down there. Good luck with the elections. And Michael Stangel, thanks for adding your voice to this conversation today. Oh, Cheers, thanks, my Nicole. friend. Hey, Manny, talk to you soon, brother.